Evening. It is Wednesday the 24th of June. Um, this is the latest instalment of our 1 to 11 podcast. Um, and this week, Jack and I were tasked with putting together the current Bundesliga 11. Um, not really something, I mean, I, I only really got into the Bundesliga properly um, since lockdown, with it being the first of the five big leagues to get back going, Jack. But there was actually quite a lot of choice for, for today's team. Yeah, there, there was quite a lot of choice. It was similar situation for me as when we did the um, La Liga one to eleven. Mm. As you know, I've got, I have got mostly Bund, um, Bayern and Borussia Dortmund players, but uh, a couple others in there, which is which is nice to see. I don't know if you went for a more obscure choice as well. Well, I mean, to be honest, the um, like La Liga. I felt justified in in getting some obscure choices in because of the way that they played for their teams this season. But there are a couple of non um, Bayern and Dortmund choices in my team. But it was pretty it was a pretty clear cut um, team to be honest. I didn't really have to look at stats before I picked my team. And then as soon as I'd done that, you know, I found that the stats backed me up as well. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't bother looking at stats either to be honest um, until after I've made my team. Uh, same as you, a couple players that aren't from either Bayern or Borussia Dortmund, but they're so dominant, those two teams, that you, ha- you really have to get their players in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what formation have you gone for today? So I've gone for a 4-3-3. Ah, OK, OK. I've gone for a uh, 3-5-2. So we will get stuck in um, with your goalkeeper choice. I've gone for Neuer as my goalkeeper. Um I didn't actually really want to. I just yeah. I wanted to go for someone a little different, like you know, Gulaski or Summer, but I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I thought no, he he is the best keeper in the league. Um, stats back it up really. Uh, Seventy six saves in his thirty two matches, and he's kept fourteen clean sheets. You know, he's he's an amazing keeper. He's being you know broken down a bit in Germany now because Testagen's coming through, but he's still the number one and uh, changed the game for keepers in the modern era. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Certainly yeah, an icon of the modern keeper. I actually, I think this was probably my only obscure, obscure choice, and it was one of the keepers that you mentioned. Um, I went for Jan Sommer, obviously of uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, he's had the most saves this season, the fifth most clean sheets. Um, but there's Dortmund and, and Munich. Obviously, their keepers are in the top three as well. So when you sort of take them out of the equation, it it um it's been quite a good season for Sommer. Um, he's fa- he's faced the third most shots this season, and that is behind Union Berlin and Bremen. So actually, it shows that you know when we're comparing munching Gladbach to um, Bremen and uh, Union Berlin in terms of you know how many shots the keepers faced. Jan Sommer has certainly been very busy this season um, and and has made the most saves. So for that reason, I I was the same as you. I wanted to put Neuer. I didn't want to put Neuer in, um, but there was only really one other keeper that that really did it for me because Berkey was never really an option for me. I, I'm not sure whether he was for you. No, no, I. I had to go with Neuer, and if it was anyone else, it was going to be probably Summer. Yeah. Um, so, you're back four then. Who have you gone for? So, right back, I've gone for Hakimi of Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, had a great season coming in. Um, 
he came in last season as, as uh, a lone player, um, and then this season he's really broken into that first team yeah. at five goals and an assist in the Bundesliga this season. He's just got some fantastic qualities going forward in an already very attacking team, yeah. and he he complements it very well in his his style of play is very suited to the Bundesliga. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, who else so, have you got? Uh, yeah, so I thought I had to go with him, and then on as my left back, I've gone for Davies. Yeah. Another one I thought was pretty clear cut. Some would actually argue he's the best left back in the world right now. I'm not sure about that, but he is only 19 years old, and I think he certainly will be the left best left back in the world at some point in his career. Yeah. He's he's been able to come into that Bayern squad and and make Alaba redundant in that position, which really says something for, you know, because Alaba is such an amazing player, still young, but for Davies to come through as a 19 year old and, and, you know, take hold of that left back position in the Bayern team is amazing. Let alone how well he's performed like Hakimi. He's amazing going forward, but still got good defensive qualities. Davies has had three goals and five assists this season. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was, I was quite happy with that choice. Yeah, absolutely. He he was my um I sort of manipulate the formation of it. He's my left centre back. Um, I mean technically he's 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 left winger, isn't he? That's what he uh that's where he was to begin with, but he couldn't couldn't get in as a left winger. So started at left back as most uh as most left wingers do nowadays when they when they're breaking out. And as you say, yeah, I can only really echo it. He's only nineteen, and um that echoes and sort of really um i don't know it, it it makes his his achievements this season even better because of how young he is yeah it's like when we talk about Trent and how he seems like he's been at liverpool for ages even though he's still so young i think it'll be a similar situation with davies if he stays at Bayern only a couple more years it'll be like he's been there for 10 years yeah yeah um who are your two centre-back choices then? So my first one, I just talked about him, is actually Alaba. Right. Um, he's he's not a natural centre-back, but he's been moved into that position since the arrival of Davies. But I haven't got any any stats here. It's just I'm just going to talk about when he plays and it, when you actually watch him. The move from that left-back position and being so influ- influential in that squad and then be told you have to move because someone else is coming through. And just put in the performances that he does, staying so calm, you know, and collected. It's amazing. He he just looks like he's a natural centre back. He's not the biggest, but he's just got such a great knowledge of the game that people are going to struggle to get past him. Yeah, it's, and it's uh, it's not, you know, I mean, we have seen defenders do it before, but they're not two positions that go hand in hand. You know, if you can play one, it's not guaranteed that you can you can play in the other, but. It's uh, certainly a great achievement for, you know, Absolutely. a guy who's been able to play left back for his entire career to then just be, as you say, thrown in at, at centre back and uh, and and does what he's expected to do. Yeah. Um. And you've got one final centre back choice. Yeah. So I went for Upa Makano. Okay. Uh, there are quite a few options here, to be fair, but I was I went with Upa Makano because, um, you know. I, quite, I just quite like him, so it's not necessarily all, it sounds weird, it's not 
it's not necessarily all backed up by his performance this season and all that. I quite like watching him play. He seems that uh, he seems to be dominant against attackers. He's still quite young and uh, to have the qualities that he has, it's not really any wonder why he's on the radar of so many European giants. Yeah, absolutely. He's on the radar of uh, of a couple of Premier League clubs at the moment. Um, whether whether he makes that move or whether he stays where he is, but uh, yeah, certainly a, a very solid centre back. Yeah, it's, and that's you know shown by he's had a seventy three percent tackle success rate this season, yeah. um, which which I think is quite good. Yeah, considering absolutely. he's and we talked about we always talk about tackle success rate, and we say anything knocking around that seventy five percent area is is very impressive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, only a couple of differences in mine. Um, I have gone for Alfonso Davies. A player that I'm surprised he hung got in there um, is Joshua Kimmich. Um, he went in at right centre back for me. Arguably the rest, best right back in the world. Obviously, it's the it's the um, the debate of of Trent and uh, and Kimmich. Um, obviously had the 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 goal that broke the deadlock between. Um, between Dortmund and Bayern, I've just realised you might have him in your team actually. But anyway, um, and he's as fair. What's that? Sorry. I was going to say uh, the the com- the next comment that I'm about to make might make it so that you you actually do have him in your team. Do you have him in your team? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Because uh, my next comment was going to be um, versatile because he can he can obviously play in midfield. Um, and we've said it before. I can't remember. It was probably one of the very first um, one to elevens that we did. Um, that you know we, we we compare him to a young Philip Lahm, which is you know especially for a German right back, um, that that's probably the best uh, compliment you could get. Or to be honest, for any right back, it's probably the best one of the yeah. best compliments you can get. Um, in terms of in terms of how he's been rated for statistics this season, he is in the top ten uh, best Bundesliga players in all positions um, in the league at the moment. And that's been shown by his assists, and he has approximately a ninety percent um, pass success rate. So, um, I mean, that doesn't that just scream reliability? Yeah, to be, uh, I mean, I'll talk you through as well why I've got him in my team now, but because um, I'm sure you'll mention it. But as you say, um, knocking around ninety percent, ninety two percent successful passes from open play. Yeah, it it really does. Just show how um, how much he um, orchestrates the games for Bayern from that, whether be it right back or position or this season he's played more as a CDM. Yeah, he's he's just been able to um, run run every single game from the midfield. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my other centre back choice is uh, Benjamin Pavard. Um, he's still only 24 obviously been a, a major part of, of the Bayern defence this season um, and again you know another player that is that is versatile from a young age he, he can play anywhere on the back line he can play left back right back or centre back um, could have been Hummels that I, that I put in here but I think it was more the, the, the prospects that um, Pavard has you know he, he does have the um, I believe that the ability and the potential to be one of the best centre-backs in the world. I mean, you know, he's arguably one of the best in the Bundesliga at the moment, so you've got to throw him into that argument. But 
from the case of longevity, you know, he could have four or five years being considered one of the very best centre-backs in the world. Every time someone mentions Pavard, my mind just replays that World Cup goal that he scored. Yeah. Do you know the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the yeah. half volley. Yeah. That was just that was just amazing. Yeah. Um, have you gone for then three three fullbacks as your three well, centre backs? I mean, Pavard, the, my my argument is that I've seen Kimmich play centre back. Davies was a was a tenuous one, and I've seen um, Pavard play centre back at Seville. So that was my uh, that was my um, reasoning behind that. I did have to kind of uh, manipulate it a little bit, but. I mean, Pavard, you know, as you say about that goal there, he's still not he's still not afraid to score now. I mean, he's had four goals and four assists this season, which for a centre-back is just, you know, it, it, it's you don't expect goals or assists from from uh, from centre-backs, but he's still not afraid. And also we were talking about um, Kimmich having that, that over 90% pass completion rate, and Pavard has had 89%, so... And he's, he's very good in the air as well. So, you know, again, it, it's another really reliable, um, another really reliable defender. And and, the, and those three that I've mentioned, and also the guys that you've mentioned, um, there's, there's so much, there's so much uh, to come from these players still, definitely. Yeah, that's, um, as you said, that's, you could have had Matt Hummels in there quite easily, but then it was about, I wanted Alaba in there because of that, transition and how well he's done since making that move from left back to centre back and then I wanted Upa Meccano in there because as you've mentioned the prospects mm. yeah um so you've gone for four three three so you've gone three centre midfielders yeah well yeah this is this is why I'm a, I can let you off going for full backs as centre backs really because I've gone for three centre mids but Two of them are cams and one of them's a CDM, really. Right, OK. So who have you gone for? So, first off, as I've mentioned, Kimmich, is, and you've said, being in the top ten for stats in the Bundesliga, four goals, seven assists, that success, success uh, rate with his passing during open play means he really has to get in. So important for that Bayern side he has been since he arrived. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, just an amazing player, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely fantastic player. Nothing more that needs to be said for that, really. Um, no, no, I think it, that uh, just his name being in there speaks for itself. Yeah, absolutely. Who else have you gone for? Then I've gone for Muller. Yeah. I think he's possibly having the season of his life, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I've got him in my team. Um, and yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's almost as if he's had a, a rebirth in his career. You know, he's 30 and, he, and he's top of the assists it's um and and he's just he's probably not necessarily as important in that Bayern team as, as Lewandowski but you you're struggling not to put him much further up than so you know so he's sort of around the second or third most important player I'd say in that in for Bayern this season just because of how influential he's been in creating goals whether that's creating an assist or actually assisting himself yeah I I don't uh when when I watched him, since when the Bundesliga first returned, I didn't actually particularly enjoy watching him. I yeah. thought it was a little bit like flat. Yeah. But but then, but I knew 
I knew before the before the break how well he was doing in the season because I was just you know keeping tabs on the Bundesliga anyway. Yeah. Um, but seven goals and twenty assists this season doesn't. <laughs> I suppose it doesn't matter what whether I think he's playing well when I actually watch him. That speaks for itself, doesn't it? Absolutely, especially when you're not a striker as well. You know that's. Uh, I mean, even for a, even if for a centre attacking midfielder, that is, you know, in the realms of of a special special stat. Um, and uh, yeah, fantastic. And I, I think it makes it even more special because, you know, that Bayern squad, all the players can quite easily change positions. So, yeah. you as we've mentioned with. Alaba being able to go centre-back, Davies being able to go left-wing, you've got Muller who can play on the wings, Nabry who can play centre-back, but then we, I don't know why I'm going on there, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that they've got so many players who can fill into so many positions, yeah. so Muller's sort of been pushed back into centre-mid rather than a winger, which he can be, and that's where you'd expect the assists to come from, yeah. but he's getting 20 assists as a as a centre mid, that's like better than De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. He's um, you just it's just not something you expect to see. No, definitely not. And you know, as a general as a general comment about the Bundesliga, uh, Thomas Muller's um, record isn't even in the top three in terms of goals and assists this season. Um, when you combine the number, he's not even in the top three. But you know that, as you say, the, the stats that he's got for goals and assists this season is fantastic. Anyway, um, and the, the, the special thing about him is that is that he's not a striker, and he's and he's picking up the, the stats and playing the games of a striker. But he's not a striker. Um, yeah, fantastic player. I should have. I should just say actually. Um, I don't know why I was banging on about um, Benjamin Pavard playing for Seville. Um, because I had the uh, the, Stutt- the Stuttgart um, club badge in my head, but said Seville for whatever reason. So I'll get that one out by. Um, I went for Thomas Muller as well. Um, and yeah, to be honest, you, you pretty much covered every base on that one. Um, he was one of those players that you pro- I probably had to sort of manipulate the formation um, a bit, as you say, because uh, I've got him in a centre midfield as well. But just a, a fantastic player. And probably after the players that I've got up front, he's probably he was probably the next best player that I wanted to recognise in this team. Yeah. Um who else have you gone for? Okay, so my last sentiment choice is Kai Havertz. Yeah. He's had twelve goals and six assists this season, which compared to Muller's stats don't aren't as flattering, but then he is playing for Leverkusen rather than rather than Bayern, so he's probably got less opportunity to to assist yeah. with because he doesn't have Lewandowski to pass the ball to. Yeah. But he is a he is a, an absolute true talisman for Leverkusen. He's clearly the best player on the pitch for them and that showed when they were missing him in their match against Bayern. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think he's another one that I felt was immediately on the team sheet for me. Yeah. Um, I I originally had to I was, I was I think I went with a four three three to begin with in this formation and then realised I forgot about Havertz and when I put him in I had to change to the to the three five two and you know as you say he's not got stats that uh, 
that flattering when you when you stick them alongside um, Muller's, but Leverkusen wouldn't be challenging for you know they wouldn't be the, in the position that they are in the table without Kai Havertz this season. You take Havertz out of the equation, it's like taking Werner out of Leipzig. You know, all of a sudden it's a it's a team with a massive hole left in it. It's like what we talk about with Aubameyang at Arsenal. You know, you, you take that player out and and where are the goals coming from, or where certainly where's the creativity at, at the very least coming from. Um, I've gone for uh, Havertz and Muller as well um, and my third centre midfield choice was Christopher Nkunku um, it's great to see a player like Nkunku play at such an early age in the Bundesliga um, obviously after playing for PSG for four years um, he's only 22 um, and I, I think again you know, we were talking about somebody last week on the La Liga, I can't remember who it was though, and I said, you know, this guy is overlooked in the in the Wonder Kids um, section. Uh, you know, we talk about Hakimi and and um, and Sufati, and you know, there's quite a few players that we consider to be Wonder Kids. But I do believe that on Konku's work rate, um, you know, he's probably again one of the top ten Bundesliga footballers this season in terms of the season that they've had. Um, I hope he moves to the Premier League at some point. He's had five goals and 13 assists, 86% pass completion percentage. And for me, when you talk about players, as I said before, um, Werner, you know, you take Werner out of the equation for Leipzig and, and they're a different team. I think Nkunku, to be honest, is just as much, not necessarily in terms of goals scored, obviously, but in terms of um, how important they are for for. Leipzig getting goals I think Nkunku is as important Yeah I think he, he seems to have had a great season which which is nice to see and you're right you probably could put him in that same category as when we're talking about those those wonder kids like Havertz because of because of the importance he plays in in the uh, Leipzig squad Yeah absolutely uh, So you're three up front then who are you on for on the right? This one was very easy. Yeah. I've gone for Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Seventeen goals, sixteen assists this season. He's just absolutely smashing it. Um, I don't, I don't know why. I don't think I need to say too much to be honest. He's he is one of the best in the Bundesliga by far. He's one of the best in the world. His his statistics are showing sort of like similar to Messi, which is ridiculous yeah. and and he's clearly he's clearly a world-class player and we're, we're just lucky that he was born in England yeah absolutely um I've I've actually gone as far as saying that um he's the best player in the Bundesliga because I think the stats that he's racked up this season at the age that he's at you know um certainly I've said that you said it certainly puts him above Werner and it, it, it arguably puts him above Lewandowski, not in terms of the stats that they've got this season, but simply because Lewandowski's been doing it in the Bundesliga for so long and, and we know what he's capable of. Whereas Sancho, you know, he was a prospect and he was get, he was going to, you know, he had potential to be a, a fantastic player, but nobody really wanted to to put that level of trust and belief in him, I think, until... Um, he had the season that he's had this season, and as you say, you know, 17 goals and 16 assists. Um, 
he's he's definitely in the top three players in the Bundesliga this season, but I would probably go as, as far as saying because of his achievements at his age, um, he's been the best player in the Bundesliga this season for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a, a fair statement to make. I mean, I remember when we did our Wonder Kids, it was a segment in one of my Saturday podcasts we did, a wonder kids sort of tier list yeah. and he was one of the few players that we both ended up putting in the goat section yeah. in that tier list because it's clear to see his quality and that it just looks like he's only going to improve yeah absolutely it's um you know it, it, it mirrors what Mbappe's kind of doing at PSG but you I, I mean me and possibly you and many more football fans you know are a lot more ready to accept the achievements of Jaden Sancho because of the league that he's playing in. You know, we've we've considered the Bundesliga to probably be, after the Premier League, um, the 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 most competitive one certainly up at the at the top of the table. Okay, yeah, Bayern win the league, but in terms of the top four battle, it, it's never clear cut. Never really is in any league. But you know, we we've talked about the Bundesliga being very physical. Um, and at, at such a young age, he, he, he's assisted in scoring an obscene amount of goals. You know, so um, yeah, fantastic player, definitely. I think I think there could be an argument made, going a little bit off topic, that, that this season the Bundesliga has been just as, if not more, competitive than the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, the you know, there's a there's a um, there's certainly a lot of similarities to be drawn from it. You know, there's a top four battle going on. There's a team that have kind of run away with it up front, but at the top of the table, but um, a team just behind them that, you know, were close, but the table kind of doesn't do them justice. There's a... Yeah, it's almost identical. Yeah. You've got, because you've got, um, you've got the two who are clearly going to be in the, in the title race. Yeah. The one you expect to win has. Yeah. Then you've got the battle for the top four, which is really tight. Then you've got really tight relegation battle. Yeah. All the teams in between are having a decent enough season that they can cause a few upsets, as they have done. And and then you could argue sort of Bremen being in that um, relegation position is, I don't know, similar, similar to Bournemouth or... Aston Villa, yeah. like in the in the ter- in terms of maybe Aston Villa is a better one to talk about in terms of the fact that they've got such a rich history and then they're going to end up going down if they do, which is the same as Bremen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There are a, a lot of uh, lot of similarities to be drawn, but I mean, just getting back on topic, um, it's you know for Jaden Sancho at that age to be considered the best player. I mean. <laughs> I don't know who I consider the best player in the Premier League this season, just because there's so much choice. But um, you know, for me, Jaden Sancho is probably of only a list of three that I could I could um, you know truthfully put as as the best player in the in the Bundesliga this season. But um, I'd say for his age, he probably just sneaks it for me. Um, who have you gone for on the left wing then? Left wing, I've gone for Serge Gnabry. Yeah. Uh, I was quite happy to put him in. 12 goals, 10 assists in that Bayern side. He's, he's a great player, which was perfectly illustrated by the, the Spurs matches. Yeah. Um, when he was abs- able to absolutely tear Spurs apart. Yeah. 
it, an absolute steal for Bayern, really, moving from Arsenal to the Bundesliga. I can't remember which club, and then he was picked up by Bayern, and he's been he's just been such a fantastic player for. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've I've gone for him as well on the left wing, and the adjective I've used to describe him is electrifying because I, I genuinely believe there's there's so much energy, but also like um, not energy that you don't expect, but you actually you don't know the true capabilities of Nabry until he's got the ball at his feet, and then you can properly yeah. see how yeah I use the word again electrifying he is to he is to watch. Um, and and he's only twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So there's still there's still a lot left in him. I think when you talk about when you talk about Serge Gnabry, you don't you don't think he's twenty four years old. So he's he's still very young. When we talk about how impressive it is for Jaden Sancho to come in and and be able to do it at his age. Mm. All right, it's not quite as impressive for for Gnabry, but still still uh, you know surprising. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he seems to be—he's one of those young players like, um, like, you know, Sterling was for a while. He's one of those players that you just like. He seems to have been around forever, but actually, he's only 24, and he's still got, you know, potentially yeah. another 10 years in his career. Um, who then have you gone for as your striker choice? It's probably—I it, mean, it's between two, obviously. But uh, who have you gone for in the end? Yeah, this was this was clear cut for me. You could say it's between three because of Haaland, but yeah. it, I don't I don't think he I don't think he cuts it in making a, a, the best team of the season. To be honest, there is only one, and it's it's got to be Lewandowski. Yeah, he's had thirty seven goal involvements in thirty starts in the Bundesliga this season. That's that's outrageous. Thirty three of those goal involvements were actually goals yeah and these are these are sort of you know these are sort of stats that Messi and Ronaldo are, are racking up yeah, yeah he's not considered in the same same sort of quality as them but I think he's he's had such a standout season that he's been one of the best in the world this year mm-hmm. and only it is only Messi and Ronaldo that have been able to consistently score 30 goals a season for like the past five seasons. Yeah. And it's not, not even many people in the Bundesliga have scored. I think it's only like five people in Bundesliga history yeah. have scored over 30 goals a season. And for him to do it back to back to back to back is yeah. what, what more do I need to say? He's so good. And he is, I know you talked about Sancho being the best in the Bundesliga this season, yeah. but throughout a career, I don't think there's anyone better than Lewandowski. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Lewandowski went in for me as well, as you say. I, the only really, re, the only real stat that I put down was his uh, goals and assists, because I, like you, I thought that just spoke for itself, really. Um, yeah. Best, probably the best, one of the best players the Bundesliga has ever seen um, in terms of the longevity of his career, and obviously made the move from from Dortmund to Bayern. Haaland was a difficult one not to put in. My other striker choice is Timo Werner, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, you know, in terms of his work rate for Dortmund this season, Haaland has been the best player for Dortmund this season, um, in my opinion. But it's it, it, you know when you when you look at what Lewandowski's done stats wise in terms of finding the net or assisting people finding the net, 
um, and Werner to the same respect. You know, we're talking about two strikers here in the same league. Let's just mention this for a second. Two strikers in the same league scoring over 25 goals in the season. You know, and um, one of them scored 33. Uh, so Lewandowski, 20, 33 goals and four assists. Um, that takes him up to 37, as you say. Um, and then Werner is only slightly, slightly behind him on 34 with 26 goals and, and eight assists. Um, so, you know, Jaden Sancho, Lewandowski and Werner are the top three in terms of goal contributions. Um, he's got his big move to, to a Premier League club, Werner. Um, whether he's going to light the Premier League up, we, we shall wait and see. Um, but certainly been an outstanding player and, and the reason why Leipzig have been so successful this season. Yeah, it's a touchy subject, that <laughs> Premier League move. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it is, it is nice to see him, that you know, knowing that he's going to be in the Premier League and we're going to have another world-class player in there is, is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how good he is at, at Chelsea. You know, he's moving to a different league and um, if the, you know, if there, if there's quite a quiet season, which I, I do predict in terms of um, big transfer signings up front, I think uh, it will be quite a quiet season you know, quiet summer. Um, if if that's the case, then Werner it has been one of the biggest transfers of, of of the summer. So there's certainly a lot of pressure on him to uh, to perform for Frank Lampard. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. We shall see. Time uh, time will tell the tale. Uh, that is it for this week's podcast. Next week we are back with the uh, Serie A um, one to eleven which will be an interesting one, as that one's just returned as well. Uh, we're going to be back on Saturday evening to talk about um, the latest set of Premier League matches, do a bit of a, um, a review of what's been going on in the Bundesliga, and also analysing the latest news um, from a couple of the clubs in the Premier League that are um, going to be on the rebuild this summer. That is it for this evening's podcast. Have a great rest of the week, and we will see you Saturday. <laughs>